Superhero Stuff You Should Know is part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. Hey, this is Ben from Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and I have an important announcement for you guys. At the end of every single episode of Superhero Stuff You Should Know, you might hear a shout-out to our fans, one of whom is Matt Herring, who was one of the original Superhouse fans. He's always given us his support, and now it's time that we support him. Uh, we've just recently found out that Matt has been diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. And as a cancer survivor myself, I know personally that there's a lot of emotional and financial strain that comes into that. Uh, his wife, Kelly, has set up a GoFundMe account at GoFundMe.com slash F slash Matthew hyphen kicks hyphen cancer 039S hyphen butt. Uh, and hopefully you can help reduce the financial strain to that as well as some of the emotional strain that comes with that. Again, that's GoFundMe.com slash F slash Matthew dash kicks dash cancer 039S dash butt. Matt Herring was the first, I guess you could say, true Superhouse fan. We were Superhouse at that time. You know, the first fan of this podcast and what we do here and um, has always supported us, talked about us, and um, he's from a town close to where I'm from, and uh, so we share that as well, and just a huge superhero fan, and, you know, nerd like the rest of us, and now he's going through that, and uh, if you could donate just at least any amount of money to that link that Ben just said, that would be truly appreciated just hang in there matt you'll beat this thing soon deep within the heart of the bat cave bruce takes a siesta enjoying his calm afternoon i sure am enjoying my calm afternoon this evening in the bat cave i uh worked out like a motherfucker yesterday and my legs can barely even move leg day shirt does kill my little hammies. Uh, Master Bruce, it's uh, five o'clock, sir. I think it's time for your daily workout. I don't believe I'll be working out today, Alfred. I've totally destroyed my hamstrings. Oh, that's okay, sir. But remember, you promised every day you'd be working out. We have Bane still on the loose, remember? In order to see some gains, it is important to have a rest day, Alfred. I'm sure you understand. Well, yes, but luckily today is chest day, so you won't be needing much of your legs today. Oh, Chest day. My favorite. Hmm. Okay, you got me. Fuck resting. Let's do this shit. Alright, sir. Stand right up. And are you ready to begin? I am fucking ready. That was a rhetorical question. You spoiled fuck now. Get on the ground, on the double, 100 push-ups. Now. Oh my fucking god, alright. One. One. Two. two, Three. Four. Five. Six. Call that a bloody push-up? Bloody Martha could do better than that! Come on! Turbo mode! Ah. Only 50? Pathetic. Alfred, I love it when you talk to me like this. God, I fucking love it! Alright, sir, over to the bench press. Now! Fuck these legs! I've got 225 pounds on the barbell right now. I'll spot you now, come on! If I can punch those criminals that may or may not be innocent in the streets, I surely can punch the living shit out of my own chest. Over the bench, right now. Are we doing incline or uh, what's the one where you lay down? Is that also incline? <sighs> Bloody disgrace. Your father would be ashamed of you. Now come over here. Oh, okay. Regular bench, 225 pounds. Let's go. All right. 
Do you need an assist, or are you going to be a little bitch about it? That's some wussy stuff. Let's go 300. 300 pounds it is. But you better be able to reach 10. Going to 10. Here we go. One, right. two, three, four. Ah! Come on! Ah! You think that chest is going to make it? Five, the bloody vein is on the loose? Come on! Six. Seven. Ah! Three more! Ah! Come on! Uh, eight and ten. Also, you skipped nine, so you have to do one more. Fuck. I thought I could get a, the old one over on you. Unlike you, sir, I can actually count now. Come on. All right. And ten. My nipples are absolutely ablaze. Nobody gives a damn about your nipples. Bane's going to snap you like a twig again if you don't try it. Fuck that guy. <laughs> try another set. What's next? Last one. Chest flies right now. Okay. I mean, uh... Uh, yeah, sure. All right, let's do it. What is it? Don't be a little bitch. Come on. How many do I do? Till failure, because that's what you'll be if you can't defeat Bane. A fucking failure. Oh, God. Okay, so, uh, ten reps, three sets? Go right ahead. Okay. I'll count. All right. All right. One. One. Ah. Two. Ah. Three. Yeah. Come on, you can do more than that. Four. Five. Very. Six. Martha. Can't even get your bloody mom's name right. Seven. Talia. Eight. Nine. Good. Do I have to yell Andrea Beaumont's name for you? Ah. Ten. <laughs> Alfred, I might be dead. Those, my legs really killed me yesterday. I don't know if I could do this. Even the bat needs a rest day. Very true, sir. Shall I get you your protein shake? Oh, man, that would be very good. Yes. Very well, very well, you little bitch. Welcome to Superhero Stuff You Should Know, a Superhouse podcast. I am once again the man who knows too much about Batman. This is Ben Juan. And joining me in the Batcave today are... Hey, this is Wolfie. I'm back at it again. And remember, uh, somebody comes around here uh, 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 tossing out allegations. Just remember, I wasn't at that convenience store, and my clothes were on the entire time. <laughs> Did you prepare that one? That was pretty good. <laughs> Bro, I'm off the cuff all the time. I freestyle on the regular. Yo, off the cuff, yo, on Wolfie the cuff. in that it... house. Nobody is a mouse. People are people, and we <laughs> live in down south. See, it's easy. Wow. <laughs> nice freestyle there, Wolf Octavius. Wolf Octavius. And also, <laughs> it is I, Andrew, once again, come to be regaled by Ben's tutelage. <laughs> is your wife just staring Indeed. at you right now, questioning the marriage? <laughs> you know, she was doing that when I was screaming into the mic for the uh, <laughs> for the goddamn uh, sketch that just just uh, appeared. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Much <laughs> mad props to her. Oh man! Yes, exactly. I used to not but understand when guys say like, "I like to thank my wife for putting up with me." I'm like, oh, "How bad are you?" But now that I'm married, I get it. Like, I'm so she has to put up with me all the time. <laughs> Things to look forward to. Yeah. All right. Well, this it's week beautiful. is a is a very different episode. We usually do deep dives into different. Batman stories, but we decided to do something a little different this week, which is explore the lifestyle 
of Batman or Bruce Wayne. Lifestyles of the rich and famous here at Wayne Manor in the outskirts of Gotham. He has 14 helicopter pads, 13 Lamborghinis, and all manner of knightly armor and things from the Far East in his chambers. <laughs> indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, that's the. We know, obviously, where Batman lives or Bruce Wayne lives. And you and millennials obviously living. get that reference for sure. 100% <laughs> know who yes. Robin Leach is. <laughs> yes, yes, he's on uh, Instagram all the time. He's the he's the guy who sung uh, Blurred Lines, right? <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, yeah, God, no, even older than uh, MTV Cribs at this point. I feel like these like kids on TikTok are like, what's MTV? <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I, man. The, okay. Yeah, we will be exploring. Because one of the things that's appealing to Batman, a lot of people find appealing, is that he doesn't have superpowers. He's a human being like the rest of us. Yet, he does super heroic things in terms of he runs this company and charity by day. And at night, he goes out and fights crime. Nobody really knows when the fuck he sleeps, but it's like, if he were a real person, how would he live in terms of, like, how does he stay in shape? What does he eat? What does he drink? What does he do for recreation? All of those types of things that are actually addressed every now and then in the comics, but I haven't really found any sources that try to tie it all together into one thing. So I find uh, this topic super interesting, not yeah, to totally. cut you off once again, Ben, because yes. I've actually talked about this on a Patreon episode, I think, where I'm like... Sometimes it feels a bit hard to delve into the character of some of these characters because if Batman's ever doing anything that's not punching somebody in the face or has a vial uh, in his lab in front of his eyes doing detective work or, you know, something like that, people are like, what are you doing? What What's this comic about? You know, like I feel like mm -hmm. the characters are often so not one-dimensional, but they're so on their crusade that they don't do much else, so you'd never see too much of, like, into mm -hmm. their character in those ways. Like, what kind of ice mm -hmm. cream do they like or whatever the fuck? Like, I know it seems superfluous, and it is, but sometimes that stuff can be in a little bit interesting, so. Totally. Right. I'm excited, yeah. Ben. I'm excited. We can tell. Good, because we're going to jump right into Batman's workout routine. Which, oh, uh, as you guys heard from the sketch earlier, uh, could be Alfred kicking his ass in the gym. But uh, <laughs> outside of that, uh, what other ideas do you guys have in terms of what Batman's workouts could be? Well, freaking whipping kegs over fences and shit, logs down in the bottom of the bat cave. He has whole forests deforested and replanted because he's charitable. Just whipping those things over fences. You know what I mean? Like the Scots do. The Scots, Scottish, you know what I mean? Logs? Anyway. <laughs> I f well, he does have a Scottish family. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, I feel like, uh, I feel like actually weightlifting, even though it's usually jacked in the comics, depending on the artist, but, like, I'd like to think that it's a lot more like whatever a gymnast does, and I guess some weightlifting is done in that mm -hmm. regard, but, like, gymnastics, parkour, and, of course, his martial arts training. Mm -hmm. um, yes. But not like bodybuilding type weightlifting. I, I, I just – and I, I always – I kind of felt like the workout scenes in Batman vs. Superman where he's doing all the like, you know, what was then trendy and still is kind of trendy, the CrossFit stuff, like mm -hmm. using the battle ropes and all that. It's just – I don't know, man. I just – that that doesn't feel right to me, but I guess we'll get into it, won't we? 
Yes, we will. Indeed. <laughs> so uh, let's go well, into. Oh. Sorry, knock my mouse over. <laughs> no worries. It's, it's wireless. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh my god, nerd. Nerd. <laughs> I feel like he would also be training his reflexes a lot, you know, like Oh, mm. good call. Yes. Just gotta, that's a good call, that, yeah. You know, but I guess that goes into the martial arts. Yeah, yeah. Now we won't dive too much into the different types of martial arts that he did simply because we already <laughs> did that in the Batman training episode that was like close to two hours oh, long. So uh, go ahead go ahead and check that out in terms of like what specific martial arts that he was trained in. But in terms of like a day to day uh, right. maintenance type of thing, what would he do? So in the first time that we saw Batman working out or Bruce Wayne working out was in the original origin in, in Detective Comics number 33, uh, written by Bill Finger, of course. Oh, and he's shown in a panel lifting a barbell over his head with one hand, which I got to say is not an actual exercise. You would kill your shoulder if you were to do that. So clearly uh, Bob Kane or whoever drew that had not been working out. Maybe it was uh, like at least an early kettlebell type exercise. Uh, maybe that would make more sense than uh, what he was doing in that panel. Yeah. But anyways, it says here that he is, quote, training his body to physical perfection until he is able to perform amazing athletic feats. But again, just like anatomically speaking, that seems like it would kill your rotator cuff or something. Oh, yeah. With that much weight sure. uh, lifted up like that. Uh, later on, I did find uh, Detective Comics number 526, uh, written by Jerry Conway, called All My Enemies Against Me. Uh, where he decides to start doing an obstacle course that involves a combination of gymnastic-type stuff, um, like the bar, uh, as well as a punching bag. And it says, quote, he's driving himself through an exercise routine that might kill any other man, but which leaves him oddly unsatisfied, ready for more and more and more. He needs God, satisfaction. So. <laughs> yes, <laughs> indeed. Uh, he is, however, seen doing some form of weightlifting or bodybuilding, through the comics in Grant Morrison's Batman and Son, uh, he showed that Bruce wakes up around 3 p.m. and does bench press at 5 p.m. So the 5 p.m. time that I gave as Alfred earlier in the sketch was actually comic book accurate. Uh, <laughs> For all you haters out there. <laughs> accuracy, everybody. Uh, but yeah, in terms of the movies, obviously we've seen him do a little bit of this in Batman Begins. He seems to have a morning or afternoon routine of doing push-ups in front of alfred when he wakes up uh, he rolls right Night out Rises. of bed onto the floor right in that one scene yes yeah yeah pretty much i appreciated uh, that i'm sure many fans did yeah well it also helps with the the payoff later on when alfred's like what is the point of all those push-ups yeah. if he can't lift a bloody log are you a are you a member of the fire brigade <laughs> yes <laughs> i wish we called our fire department sounds so cold and governmental but fire brigade it sounds like they're really coming to help you <laughs> indeed yes it sounds I don't know, or the sounds flame cooler. legionnaires yeah yes. something like that a little cooler than just apartment boring mm -hmm. we did see him do more push-ups in the prison in dark knight rises as well as sit-ups and pull-ups basically prison workout with whatever uh he was able to do with his body weight Obviously, right, as right. Andrew mentioned, uh, we saw Ben Affleck do a hell of a lot more in Batman vs. Superman, where he hammers a tire, does not just pull-ups, but weighted pull-ups uh, with a chain attached to his waist, yes. uh, dumbbell bench press, uh, barbell squat really briefly, you, you see it slide off I forgot off his, it was uh, a shoulders. whole fucking montage of that, huh? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, he does some form of weighted sled as well as uh, rope pulls, pulling the battle ropes Yeah. Uh, on his way to do that. So a lot of uh, weightlifting for him to fight somebody who has the power to snap him in half. So on to the actual routine, though. There have actually been publications from DC Comics that go into the specific workout routine that he has. Two very different ones from two different uh, books. So the first one I'm going to read off of is uh, The Batman Files by Matthew Manning. That gives a full breakdown of all seven days, and uh, if he actually did follow this, A, it would it would kill any mortal man, and B, I don't know when he would have time to actually do anything for Gotham. Yeah, right? So He'd be, like, his, so worn out, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly, as well as how much time he's been working out. So, Sunday morning, uh, he takes a 30-minute jog, okay, and a 30-minute meditation, all right? <laughs> In the evening, jog sounds so does... casual. By the way, it yeah, sounds I know. Like, like it's just Bruce Wayne running around the outskirts of Gotham in a fucking hoodie. It's just I yeah. don't know, man. Something kind of. I, I guess you need the cardio, though. But yeah, who knows? I mean, he probably wants to condition his own cardio so that he can last a full night each night. So uh, kind of makes sense, but it seems kind of light for what we were thinking. Uh, but in the evening, he does clean and jerk lifts. Uh, three reps for eight sets of 262 pounds, which is a ton, especially when you get to the, the shoulder part of that. Uh, five sets of metabolic conditioning, which contains a fourth of mile run, 21 kettlebell s- swings, and 12 pull-ups. Uh, and then 30 minutes of flexibility and 30 minutes sparring. I'm going to assume that's sparring with either Robin or Alfred or somebody, because otherwise he's just shadow boxing for 30 minutes. But yeah, we've got him working out for at least two to three hours on Sunday, uh, which is a lot. Uh, Monday, we jump over. Basically, every morning, he's got some sort of 30-minute jog. Uh, He does 30 minutes of traditional kata, which is focused on Japanese forms. Are you familiar with that, Andrew? Kata is, uh, yeah, very common in uh, Japanese martial arts. It's all, I mean, it's all, it's in all martial, it's in all, pretty much every uh, Asian martial art. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's it's the form. It's doing forms. Okay, like so doing, it's like tai chi, right? Uh, kind of. But I mean, I mean, look up karate forms. Um, it's yeah. oh, I see. It's what as you mean. if your body is standing in the forms of letters. No, not even that. It's it's <laughs> you do you do you make like, a K and an H. It's like a, it's like it's like a it's like a, a one person routine where you do. I mean, you do like three different kinds of punches and then some kicks and mm-hmm. it can be done by yourself and traditionally it was a it was like learning a physical alphabet in a way it Boom. was like just you mm. learn you learn like like you mm-hmm. you wanted to be able to practice by yourself as well as with other people but when you're by yourself it was a way to it's like shadow boxing in a sense like in learn the punch. movie equilibrium he does gun kata yeah, that's a yes. whole other thing. But yeah, it, it's basically Shut forms up, and probably comes from Kung Fu because probably to yeah. a large extent, Chinese martial arts really? uh, predate mainly Japanese karate. martial arts. Kata is a Japanese word, but I think oh. just because the country is much older or a little bit older, China might have a little bit of an edge as far as uh, chronologically. Never heard of them. <laughs> China, who are they? Blue? <laughs> Who? <coughs> Just my home country. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. Let's see. Monday evening, he does five sets of 20-foot rope climb, uh, and then 30 minutes working the gymnastic rings to work on muscle-ups in particular. Uh, g- the gymnastic rings were actually featured in the Batcave 
in the original draft for 89 by Sam Hamm, he had it like above the abyss, which seems really dangerous, but I guess he was trying to push himself to not fall and all those sorts of things. And then the initiation of Dick Grayson at the end of that, because Robin was in the original draft for 89, uh, was Dick Grayson's able to, to jump onto there and uh, do stuff on that because of his acrobatics training. So, uh, And then Batman, I think, has it as well in the Batcave in Sam Hamm's original Batman Returns script that was never made. So that stuff probably comes from there. Uh, he does high box jumps, 12 reps for eight sets. Uh, no word on how high he does those high box jumps. Ben, do you do high uh, box jumps? Uh, I did when I was at the gym. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. sure you could find a but box. When does he fit in his <coughs> bowel jump movements? <laughs> in between jumps. <laughs> One, two. <laughs> Bat dumps. <laughs> He shits out battering shaped pew, pew. <laughs> poop. Oh, those proteins. They're so oh, they're so dense, they ricochet off the bowl. <laughs> Cling. <laughs> Alfred has to clean it. Oh my god. I Trenches. hope not. I hope there's a limit. <laughs> All he has to, to do is scoop him with a little Alfred shovel. Do and... <laughs> does wait, here I got a serious question. Uh sure. does Bruce poop guano? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bat, right? Serious question. Anyway, stop Wolfie, you're, you're killing it today. You're killing it today, man. That's great. <laughs> Let's see. He does also do uh, crunches. Fifty reps for five sets. Uh, does he do old school much. crunches that are known to hurt the spine, or does he do new ones where you barely come up? Uh, I would think that he hurts the spine because that sounds like Bruce <laughs> himself. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Just to remind himself when Bane broke it. Uh, and then uh, it seems like that's pretty good, except he's got an hour and a half more to go for Monday night. So he's got 30 minutes on the heavy bag, 30 minutes of, it says, flexibility. So I presume some sort of insane stretching. And then 30 minutes of target practice. So this is probably with the battering. Uh, the grappling hook, the bolo, that type of stuff. Like he'd obviously need to have precise aim, especially when dealing with the batterings uh, on guns and stuff. Oh, so for sure. that is Monday. Uh, Tuesday after his morning jog, he also does thirty minutes of yoga, oh, and then got to. In, in the evening he does a half mile swim, then a heavy deadlift of five reps of seven sets at six hundred and twenty pounds. So that's a lot. When does he uh, plank? Uh, it does not say. No planking. Uh, I can't find it in this workout. Maybe with the other one that I'll read off of later. But is this every day? No planking is said, yes. Um, maybe he does it at the, every day at the end of every workout. Who knows? But his lighter deadlift is 30 reps. 30 reps at 310 pounds. What the fuck? <laughs> He's got to get jacked, dude. He's got to fill out that suit. He's going to have an embolism. <clears throat> of course, he does another 30 minutes of sparring. And that takes us to Wednesday, which is his off day. Now, what does he do on his off day? Well, he starts his off day, you know, his nice, you know, break time off with a 20-mile run. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> he says last week's time was 4 minutes and 50 seconds per mile. He needs to be better at that time by half a minute. Who wrote this? Somebody that doesn't know what working out is? And how you, <laughs> like, who, who wrote it? Matthew Manning was the author of this. It's from the Batman Files uh, uh, that supposedly has his routine. Uh, in the evening, it says skill training only. So uh, he does 30 minutes of target practice, 30 minutes of flexibility, 30 minutes of upper body basics, 
30 minutes of lower body basics, 30 minutes of observation, 30 minutes of meditation, and 30 minutes of holds and pressure points, which leaves him at, uh, you know, on his day off, about only three and a half hours of, <laughs> you know, skill training shit. <laughs> um, again, when the hell does he have time? Uh, Thursdays, as usual, jog and kata. Uh, then he does squats. So this is where he would have destroyed his legs, as shown in the sketch that we did. Oh, uh, so much pain. God damn it. <laughs> uh, so he also does five reps of 10 sets of 525 pounds. Then one hour of bouldering, presumably around the Batcave. Uh, wait, then wait, 30 bouldering of... is like climbing? Yeah, yeah, it's, okay. it's climbing but without the rope. Ah, uh, yeah, it makes, I mean, definitely that skill makes a lot of sense for sure. Yeah, a lot, of, cool. lot of uh, uh, hanging off of uh, the edges of buildings and whatnot. I'm actually surprised there's not more of that. I would think that he'd be doing that every day. So that's my revision to it. Uh, he'd probably be doing that more than the jogging, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, uh, right. eh, actually, he would probably need to keep the cardio condition still. But he would make that more of his thing. Uh, let's see. 30 minutes of flexibility. Uh, his standard crunches of 50 reps for five sets. And then 30 minutes of target practice, 30 minutes of the heavy bag. Uh, Friday is pretty much the same as Sunday. And Saturday, you know... He just decides to do a little bit of fucking everything. He does his crunches, squats, 50 reps of five sets of push. What? So is he just constantly <laughs> he's working out and fighting crime, working out fighting crime. That's it? I think he does. This is 50 reps of five sets. That doesn't make any sense. That means. Oh, no, wait. No, that does. Sorry. I, I, I read it wrong. I thought it said uh, five reps for 50 sets. I'm like, that's stupid. Um, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. And All right. Rest. <laughs> <laughs> 49 sets to go. <laughs> uh, Let's hit a stopwatch. Of... <laughs> 10 seconds. <laughs> then 30 minutes of the monkey bars, 30 minutes of pommel horse, 30 minutes of the heavy bag. Oh, I and forget then, about you know... those skills. Yes, the pommel horse. <laughs> yes. The double bars, then... the rings, and whatnot. All manner of gymnastic aerobic routines. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then a quarter mile swim. So uh, what do you guys think of this workout for the Dark Knight? Tired just hearing it. I I don't even know what a rep is. What the are heck? you sure? Are you serious right now? Are you serious? A rep is just doing it once, like <laughs> like ten push-ups is ten reps, and then a set is like you know you take a break and then you do. I've done it round before. What are you saying? <laughs> reps and I do sets. it all the time. Reps and sets. You don't know anybody. Who are we yes. talking to? <clears throat> <clears throat> all right. Well, we do have. An alternative, more realistic workout routine brought to us by Batman The World of the Dark Knight, written by Daniel Wallace. Uh, it says on Monday his morning routine is a five-mile run followed by one hour of upper body strength conditioning. Then midday he does a one-hour circuit training session of 20 minutes and then 20 minutes punching bag. And then evening is weapon training, 30 minutes swimming, power yoga, or tai chi. Okay, I don't know if this is actually that much more realistic. He does. He basically works out three times a day, according to this guy. Yeah, that's um, quite a lot. And then you're staying up all night, most nights, too, you know? Yeah, I'm like, this is not... Like, if anything, his workouts are... When he's in, when he's Batman. Right. <laughs> like, really, how much... How realistic can you be? Can't you just get... I would think that he should at least get himself in good condition enough so that he can last those nights. But doing... Pushing himself to the limit, in addition to that, doesn't seem like a very good idea strategically. Uh, Thursday, I mean, Tuesday, he does one hour climbing wall, 30 minutes lower body strength conditioning, midday, one hour circuit training, 30 minutes punching bag, uh, and then evening is martial arts and technical practice. Uh, Wednesday, five mile run, 30 minutes punching bag session, 
Midday is 30 minutes circuit training, one hour overall strength conditioning. Evening is a light sparring session, which is probably still something that could kill somebody. Uh, <laughs> it says, if a partner is available. So, you know, if Robin's not around, maybe he punches Alfred in the face. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Alfred, well, I guess it depends on how they write Alf- Alfred, huh? But, yeah, he's got, generally he's got the fencing, though, for sure. Even if he, yeah. even if he isn't, like, former MI6 or however oh, they, they write him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you could see, you can't really see the Michael Goff version of Alfred being down for a sparring session. Yeah, uh, exactly. In this. But you could see the, you know, the Sean Pertwee version or maybe the Andy Circus version. Uh, we we don't know what version they're going with then, but it's uh, being, it's presumed that it might be the Earth One type, just given the trend of Alfred these days. Yeah, right. Uh, Thursday is a 30 minutes of jump, 30 minutes of jumping rope. Jesus. Uh, and then a one-hour circuit training in the morning. <laughs> Jumping rope will make you so fucking tired, man. You've Have you done that recently? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's hell. Yeah. It's 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 worse than Especially running, on the legs. probably. I can do about Especially three on, minutes on the straight. calves and stuff. <laughs> no stopping. Yeah. <laughs> now multiply that by 10. <laughs> All right. Nope. Midday, one hour of powerlifting, 30 minutes of kettlebell training. Then evening is one hour of punching bag, 30 minutes yoga session. Essentially, these guys still have him do working out like three times a day in addition to, you know, going from 7 p.m. when the sun goes down to like 4 a.m. in the morning. So I don't know if that's really that possible, but we'll see. And then we haven't even talked about his sleep yet. Uh, Friday morning, five mile run, one hour upper body strength conditioning. Midday is thirty minutes circuit training, one hour of heavy sparring session. So I don't know what the difference is between the heavy versus the light, but that's presumably when Robin is available. Uh, and then evening is one hour of swimming, yoga, or tai chi. Saturday is well, the rest of this is pretty similar. Uh, really, he does do one hour parkour training. It says on Saturday midday. So Andrew was right about that. <laughs> uh, uh, in addition to his one-hour swim, 30 minutes of upper body strength conditioning, 30-minute sparring session, if partner is available, does not say whether it's light or heavy, and then one-hour circuit training. And then it seems like Sunday he takes it uh, light by only doing a 10-mile run, <laughs> followed by stretching, and then some technical training uh, in the evening, e.g. Wow. target practice. So okay. that is uh, Batman's workout. What do you guys think so far? Sounds rough. <laughs> <laughs> So Sounds this is like he's really driven by something deeply psychological. <laughs> you could say that. It seems like so. The, he, this is just the physical workout. So is there like? There's also probably mental workout. Does yeah. he so do, Sudoku? Well, that <laughs> plus like I mean like he must be learning like lab techniques and shit. Like I don't know. Latin? Like, n- detective lab. No, I know. I was adding to you. Latin. I would think yeah. that he learned what he needed to learn when he was training for that. And so, unless he's, like, trying to adapt to some new technology. We haven't even accounted for the time where he's inventing shit, you know? Like, when the hell does he build the new Batmobile? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, there's, uh, there's like, absolutely no time wasted, it seems like. Yeah, it seems like it. But all of this seems unrealistic and not really what somebody living could actually do. However... There is a book called Becoming Batman, The Possibility of a Superhero by E. Paul Zare that goes into what realistically somebody with Batman's lifestyle Ooh. could do. So let me read a bit over that. It says, Batman should try to train with the same movement patterns for which he's, his strength and power gains to be used. It is extremely difficult to exactly replicate fighting movements with conventional strength training equipment. However, concerning 
I mean, concentrating on a rough approximation of martial arts movement patterns would be his focus. Training exercises could be done with fixed weight machines or free weights. For example, and this is the most interesting part, I thought, squats and calf raises would be done with free weights to stimulate springing and lunging, which uh, I imagine he would have to do a lot. That's interesting. Uh, while leg extension and curls, leg curls, I assume, could be employed to develop kicking and jumping power. Okay. Uh, the emphasis in training for Batman's strength should be on 12 to 15 repetitions to failure also known as repetition maximum, or the amount of weight a person can lift in one repetition for a given exercise. It is vitally important that the execution of the movement be performed as quickly as possible. In total, the actual number of repetitions for any particular strength training movement is therefore only going to be about 30 to 60 on any given training day. But it's basically 12 to 15 reps to failure uh, on a lot of his uh, sets. It says, obviously, if free weights are used, training of a partner to act as a spotter is extremely important for safety. Alfred or Robin would be fantastic in this role. Well... Robin, anyway, Alfred is pretty slight after all, unless he's the Alfred from our opening sketch. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, hold on, let me see if I can find one more thing. If we consider Batman is moving through the categories of untrained, recreationally trained, and then highly trained athlete, uh, he would say that Bruce, when starting off, would be training six, three days per week using a load equal to 60% of his one rep max. Uh, doing about four sets of tr exercises each day. This guy has like a background in nutrition and training and all that. Yeah, yeah, he, he's all basically has dedicated his life to uh, learning about the realistic side of uh, the superhero <laughs> on this. So that's why there's so much science stuff that's in this book. Uh, when he becomes more uh, experienced of that, this is Bruce, like in the middle of his training or presumably in the early days of being Batman, he would train to two days per week. Are there are there Less. photosynthesis sections for superman in there or what uh this is just about <laughs> batman but i'm sure he's he's writing something about the superman okay uh the superman uh possibility of becoming him um and that he would be trying to go for 80 percent of his one rep max this means that the benefit of exercise training varies as the training status changes and fits with the overall framework of challenges to homeostasis and stress mentioned before finally as batman in his regular day life he needs to perform more sets at higher loads just to make any progress so uh, that's the realistic, I guess, form in here. Uh, but in terms of what weight we see, Bruce lifting, uh, he cites here Batman Venom. Uh, here, Bruce tries to lift 635 pounds in a deadlift, only to tear his shoulder muscle in the process. Um, and then tries to lift 690 pounds in a clean and jerk, which seems, again, like that would kill your shoulders. Can but. you explain to the audience that is not super familiar with the clean and jerk what that is? Right, so that's essentially uh, doing a mix of a deadlift, which is where, as you guys have seen, they it's literally lifting a giant barbell from off the ground. Usually, in a uh, you're kind of in a squat position and uh, lifting with your arms in front of you. Uh, so you would start with that, but then instead of bringing it back down, you would bring it up uh, to your basically close to where your neck and face are in order to do a shoulder press, pressing the barbell oh, up yeah, yeah, yeah. high above your head and then bringing it back down, and then back to the ground. So imagine him lifting 630 pounds above his head. Yeah. That's, That's quite yeah, a lot. I don't know how. That is quite a lot. It's not quite, it doesn't seem quite realistic. Uh, the, Seems like I could lift Bane up at that point. Like, he like could, super, in which case, Bane. what was his excuse? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Venom, Venom, uh, well, Venom Bane, Venom-induced Bane or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it does say here that uh, some of the other stuff he's seen doing is a little bit more of an equivalent to the Olympic records. 
would find himself. Oh well, the current record for clean and jerk is 580 pounds. Oh, so as this of would, 2007, this would be the world record that Bruce Wayne would be holding then. Uh, yeah, because he would have beaten the guy's record because <laughs> it was 580 pounds for clean and jerk in real life, whereas it's 690 pounds that he's doing in Batman Venom. Oh, my now God, that's crazy. He Batman is on Venom at some point in that story, so that could be helping him out at, at some point. But Batman gets on Venom like willingly. Yeah. Th- uh, yes, actually, uh, because Batman's first exposure to Venom was not Bane oh, yeah. in the story. Oh, yeah, okay. It was first planted in the storyline Batman Venom where he was unable to save a child from dying. Oh, yes, yeah, so we uh, talked about this she was before. trapped or yeah, something. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, so he decided to push himself with the steroidal Venom, but he got hooked on it, and then he had to wean himself off withdrawal-wise so that he would be able to take down the people responsible, but that didn't stop them from injecting Bane with it in Santa Prisca. Right. So... That is his background with Venom, but that is his workout routine uh, for every day. It doesn't seem like it's very sustainable at all with his lifestyle, but that's what we have so far uh, on those things. Do you do deadlifts, uh, Ben, just on a personal note? Because I've heard that they're uh, they're, they're somewhat um, controversial as far as, like, it's kind of big risk, big reward kind of exercise as long as far as the back is concerned. You do have to make sure that you have the right form. If you don't have the correct form, then, yeah, you could fuck things up. Uh, as long as you keep your back arched yeah. uh, as you're doing it, uh, it's very much possible. I just had to help my roommate move. On a personal note, I just had to help my roommate move. Uh, and there was no elevator. Oh and we had to lift God. very heavy things up the stairs. So the only way that I was not uh, sore the next day from an upper body perspective was basically employing deadlift training into every step up so it's basically like doing a uh walking deadlift upstairs is what sounds like hell dude that was my batman workout for the day (laughs) 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 that was that was what that was but yeah so again i don't think it's realistic for him to be doing three hours of workouts on top of being batman but that's what we have uh and then i'm just going to do a quick thing before the break which is meditation uh we talked a little bit about uh him doing 30 minutes of meditation in the Matthew Manning Batman Files. But what do you guys view in terms of does Batman meditate? What type of meditation does he do? Does he do? Have you even thought about Batman's meditation? What do you guys think? So this is something that doesn't surprise me at all. And it's just because it kind of goes hand in hand with his martial arts training. There's a lot of, you know, uh, him traveling to the Far East a lot in his training and just getting that kind of elite martial arts uh, tutelage um, in whatever country, be it Japan, China, Laos, wherever. And uh, I don't know. I think it's just kind of part and parcel of that whole thing, especially in comics and, uh, um, you know, the Kung Fu training, Shaolin Temple and all that. I mean, the, the their brand of Buddhism is intricately, is intimately linked to all of that. So, uh yeah, I, I could see him doing this and also to kind of have a sharper mind whenever he's out in the streets as well mm-hmm. and, the, and as a way to gain further control of his body. I feel like people don't talk about this as much anymore, but like even in Johnny Quest, I mean, it was kind of a racist stereotype, but these come from <laughs> some, at least some stories from the Far East, I think. I could be wrong, but as far as like, 
meditating to the point where you can stop your heartbeat but still live or mm-hmm. meditating to the point where you can see better at night or you know shit like that you know what i mean like there was yeah. like this tactical kind of extra sort of enhanced and built ability you could get via meditation and people don't really talk about that anymore because probably mo- it was mostly bullshit in real life but <laughs> I, I kind of allow it in comics it's kind of cool you know so um i'm sure that's probably been that's probably been written in the comics before you know him kind of meditating to to get a um enhanced ability temporarily and just to find peace of mind as well to kind of avoid ptsd in a sense as well from fighting in the streets well yeah but in addition to his own traumas that encounters yes. from losing his parents to losing jason todd all that type of stuff unpacking everything from his past and and what's happening in his uh, the drama in his life yeah totally makes sense to me that he meditates for sure yes yes uh what do you think wolfie in terms of have you ever thought about batman's meditation routine or whether or not he does it or what he could benefit from it. Mm, I feel like I've seen that throughout some comics, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Never thought about it too hard. Anytime you see that, I like that in movies and stuff, actually. Anytime you see it, it gives kind of a little bit of a deeper, even the the visual image of it, it has something philosophical behind it, um, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. But I didn't really think about it too much more after that. <laughs> 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 I don't know, man. But I, well, I, I do, like, I do like that in movies. I, like, you throw a meditation scene in there, I'm like, hell yeah. That, I, that's just yeah. like me. I'm just like this guy. <laughs> well, kidding. there was going to be one. There was going to be one in the 89 movie, in the original draft by Sam Hamm. Wow. Batman, actually. Bruce meditates uh, before going into the final showdown with Joe. Yeah. It's too Asian. The I problem, don't like it. <laughs> the and problem, I don't like this room where, with all this Japanese stuff. The, the problem with it in like... <laughs> Settle down, Bob The Kane. problem with it in like action movies is that they always treat it as if it's like a dream sequence scenario or the things running through his mind or whatever. And it's, it's always mm-hmm. an instance where you see some kind of like flash and then back to them and then some kind of scream or some kind of... Uh, poignant piece of dialogue or whatever but as far as I understand with meditation it's like it's like trying it's going to attempt uh, attain the emptiness the inner emptiness right like the not thinking you're trying to suppress these Mm -hmm. constant thoughts so anytime I see it in like an action movie I'm like this dude's doing it wrong he's like cluttered he's so cluttered (laughs) terrible he's just thinking about everything that's negative about his whole Mm -hmm. experience right now Right, yes. Uh, so presumably Bruce was going to do that, and apparently they may have even shot a version of that. Michael Keaton said uh, in an interview that they did shoot a scene that did not make it to the final cut where Bruce kind of seems to do some sort of routine, uh, almost fall into a trance even, as he described it, before uh, turning into Batman, but they decided to that was going to be more of a scene to shoot mm-hmm. just to get Michael Keaton in the right headspace mm-hmm. for Batman. Uh, but not necessarily uh, related to the rest of the story. That so sounds I like that a. Was it sounds like a shot that would be like cut away immediately. Not you know like if it's in the movie, he's like meditating. It's almost like an establishing shot, and then uh, somebody knocks on his door, and then it's over. You know that's that's right. Yeah. What I'm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also think it's yeah. quite cool, and it would work well with Batman if he's like meditating under like extreme circumstances or something you know like those monks do under those really cold waterfalls and they just like oh yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like that kind well, of meditation or on top of like he's like balancing funny you mentioned or that yeah. 
Yeah, funny you mentioned that because in Greg Horowitz's Batman: The Dark Knight Number Zero, he is taught by a man named Matsuda the Tumo meditation, mm-hmm. which is the type of meditation you just described, okay. where yeah. he brings him out into the cold and the snow, yeah. and everything okay, to I've make him control that. his. Yeah, makes him control his body temperature and everything. And originally, he fails to do that because he's thinking too much about this uh, this girl he just met in the village and has a crush on. Uh, but eventually, he's able to master it to the point where he's able to melt the snow around him into water. <laughs> so. He keeps farting. He had some super <laughs> hot, spicy like, jalapeno chews. There's, there's like this aspect, at least in comics, where meditation gives you temporary, mild superpowers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, well, you got it's, that, it's a whole um, like mind over matter kind of thing going on. Well, right now you got that guy Wim Hof, who he's like running around on Everest in shorts and shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah, he's a Dutch guy. They call him the Ice Man. Real life guy, yeah. And he he just has he's like this master meditator, and he's climbed Everest multiple times in just shorts, no shoes, no socks, no nothing. No shoes on snow. Yeah. That's fucking Oof. crazy, dude. Yeah. He's, he's There might nuts. be some he's... way to unlock your brain to, uh, you know, um, increase lot, blood flow, yeah. pa- possibly. Like, there was that, the, 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 there's a story of the blind guy that basically created echolocation. He literally clicks, say, like, like that. Oh, yeah, i seen and that. And then he's able yeah. to kind of see, it's like, what is in our brains, dude? Because this, totally. this guy is riding a bike, and he fucking mm. is blind. Like, there's something to that you know Mm -hmm. yeah so presumably bruce would be trying to do that in order to not get caught into certain traps probably i imagine he might use something like that especially if he's you know up against mr freeze and actually gets frozen uh he just breaks out of the ice that yeah the the writer did not follow up on this (laughs) there's there's cold there's also something i'd like to bring up sort of related where it's like there's this whole like right now like most um like fitness and working out is kind of like um built around just looking good naked right mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. In, especially in the west but i think historically and again i don't have any sources to back this up at the moment but it just kind of from what i gather it sort of seems like sometimes they would like they, it, history's so long you know and these like people like have different um traditions be it yoga or martial arts or whatever where they're practicing muscles that aren't show muscles and things that are a little bit more nuanced and and, and mm-hmm. things like that. And, you know, I don't know. It's just uh, I'd like to think that Bruce Wayne uh, taps into some of that. And, like, if he's able to use something that nobody else really knows you can use, that is a tactical advantage in the streets. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I think that it's yes. all part and parcel there. Yeah. No, totally. Totally. So he does mention meditation training as well in the episode the butler did it of the <laughs> batman and made series from 2004 where he's trying to defeat spellbinder who induces uh you know he tries to hypnotize people to do his bidding and stuff like that so it is a part of his routine how often he does it is kind of up to interpretation but i would say presumably he would incorporate it to his daily routine for about 15 to 30 minutes at the most probably 30 minutes i don't really see him being the guy who spends nine hours a day in a meditative state considering how much shit he's got to do he's got to work out for three hours on top of that yeah so you know uh, maybe after something super traumatic i could see him maybe taking a long session just to kind of Mm -hmm. piece it all together without 
try, <laughs> committing suicide. I don't know, like what? Uh, Robin. Robin died again. Yeah, again. Gotta meditate. Yeah. <laughs> so that is uh, the meditation stuff. But when we get back from the break, we will go into what does he eat? Oh yeah, here we go. Nachos. Alfred, I was wondering if that fishy swa was ready yet or not. I'm hungry. Coming, Master Wayne. Hold your horses. It'll be done in just a moment. I need my sustenance for busting thugs in the streets. On the way, on the way. Here I come. Worry not. My gosh dang biceps barely even fit in this gosh dang bat suit anymore as well. I'm going to need that tailored again as well, Alfred. Here's your sandwich, Master Wayne. Uh, oh, yes, no, no, yes, no, 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 let me take a look. Of course. Again, no, no problem. I guess one could say I've gotten a bit too swole, as it were. <sighs> Last night on patrol, I put a bunch of <sighs> What has become of my life? This is Alfred Pennyworth, a 63-year-old butler. He lives his daily existence in servitude to what appears to be a feckless lunatic in pajamas. I punched him many times, leaving him unconscious but still alive because I'm still the Batman. He toils day and night to satisfy the whims and whimsy of an overgrown child. One finger push-ups, motherfucker. Let's do this shit, Alfred. We are here quite seriously to examine what in the world went wrong. How has a man who served his government as a special forces agent and a man who has dedicated his life to the service of his greatest friend. But now we see the glamour of this life that he's chosen has seemed to worn off and the look in his eyes is that of pure despair. Alfred, you know I require a swirly straw with my drink while I eat my fishy swa. Ah, yes. Master Wayne, my apologies. I'll retrieve that right away. Thank you, my good man. All right, everybody, if you like that little preview to the sketch right there, we have that plus news, plus we're bringing back some opinion pieces and uh, review type stuff and all kinds of stuff in our $5 tier on Patreon. So just go to patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod. And if you become part of the $5 tier, you can see these new bonus episodes. Basically, consider it Superhouse DLC. You're listening to Superhero Stuff You Should Know, brought to you by Superhouse Podcast Network. And we've returned. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> we are back to talk about what does Batman eat on a daily basis. We see him refuse sandwiches from Alfred in like every single comic, but what does he actually eat? Because it's not like he, he fasts for 24-7. Fishy so, Swa, of course. Everybody knows that. Yes. <laughs> but outside of Fishy Swa, like, what do you guys think he... What do you guys think is the Batman diet? Let's start with Wolfie. I feel like if he's keeping that kind of workout regimen, he probably just does things like like white rice and really simple beef, not a lot of oil kind of thing. Don't you just got to focus on your caloric intake mostly when you do shit like that? 
<laughs> well, you got to make sure you've got enough calories in order for you to last, you know, for your three-hour workout yeah. and, like, yeah. twelve, close to 12-hour night shift. It's some so, Michael yeah. Phelps shit, you know, like, working out yeah. that much. And what Michael Phelps had, what, like, 6,000 calories a day? It would make anybody <laughs> right. else uh, big as hell, like the blob from mm. X-Men. But, I couldn't uh, do it. I tell you, that I get kind of tired of routine. chewing. That Sometimes tired eating chewing. is such an inconvenience. <laughs> I like soft. Are you one of those? Oh, Some people I hate like it. that. Sometimes, like an apple takes forever to eat an apple. <laughs> forever. <laughs> and, and and then I get mad near the end of it. I'm like, come on, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. That's a whole episode unto itself. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I mean, presumably he doesn't have a lot of time to eat if he's doing right. all this shit. Because it's like he's got a he's got cases to solve, protein he's got shakes, stuff for the Justice League. Yeah. So I can tell you, okay. he probably Andrew. shame me for my diet. That's for sure. <laughs> Andrew, what do you think is Batman's diet? I don't think he's uh, uh, against a protein shake for sure. I'd like mm-hmm. to think that his diet is really influenced by his time in Asia again um, mm-hmm. and during the training segments, uh, the training parts of his life, you know, seeking the blue flower and whatnot. So probably whatever like, kind of like even Tibetan food. I feel like he's eating like Tibetan food and shit, like some real like, you know, uh, kind of like sort of niche at this point, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of food like that, but also high in protein, but he has to stay healthy. So a lot of veggies too, I'm assuming, man, like, I don't know what it would be, but, um, and we all know that he doesn't drink any alcohol whatsoever. So that's parts. So none of that, but, um, as for specifics, I don't know. A lot of protein, a lot of a lot of calories, but healthy calories, of course. Like similar mm-hmm. to whatever the fuck the Rock eats, right? <laughs> you know, is insane cheat the meals. The Rock eats like, like entire baby goats and things. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and that's what's for breakfast. Yeah, he just cracks so, an entire squash and just slurps it the insides <laughs> out. God, I hate the Rock. Anyway, I've read that. <laughs> I've read that he. I've read that uh, I've done some historical ninja research, and the historical mm-hmm. ninja would try to stay away from onions and garlic as far. Look again, maybe I read was bullshit. Oh, the fragrance. Is that yeah, a stealth the, secret. Oh, yeah, stealth. A stealth secret. You don't want your fucking breath to give your location away. So <laughs> maybe, maybe he fucking doesn't eat that shit. Oh, I want to see the wackest ninja who's like, no, I fucking love garlic or whatever. He gets, he gets caught up because he burps or something. That's hilarious. <laughs> but also, oh, I'm dead. God, that's very, uh, what's the word? Smart. Yeah, it is. I guess. I mean, ninjas, cool. don't they just like hang from ceilings for like nine hours until their, their target is available? Oh, I'm sure it was very similar to like whatever snipers are doing now. Yeah, oh, okay, for yeah. sure. Stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, so you can't give yourself away by breathing heavily at that point. <sighs> yes. I just had some pasta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. So let's go right into it. Batman, uh, as you've seen in the comics, ever since he was illustrated by Neil Adams, seems to be pretty ripped, maintaining about 12% body fat or less, uh, based on off of how he's drawn. Uh, but presumably he does in a lot of the different comics, he does seem to be a fan of beef. He does order uh, steak well done in kingdom come, which is weird to me because a well done steak is not supposed it's to, gross. it's not really considered to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I don't get why he would ask for that, but well, how do okay. you guys order your steak? I want to know real quick. 
<clears throat> medium, medium rare, rare of yeah. If you if somebody's oh, uh, good cooking it, you don't even have to say. Nobody will ask you. They'll be like, "You're getting the steak. It's gonna be really good." But medium. I'm a rare medium well steak. guy myself. Medium oh my well. God. I don't so like it rare. <laughs> why don't you just go eat a tire? <laughs> I, here's the Can thing. Can we agree that the well done snake though just seems weird? <laughs> another another like kind of bold statement thing for me. I'm not like the hugest fan of steak anyway. I just I don't know. Everybody says like, "What's your favorite food?" And they're like, they're like, "Oh, I just love a good old New York ribeye." That's and the I'm like, machismo bullshit. That's I'm right. just dude. I'm not. I've never been like that. Like I like steak. Culture. Is it's good nowhere near my top fucking five or whatever. Kudos. Yeah, I'll take burritos. In terms of and enchiladas. Yeah, in terms of just pure meat, then yes. But if I'm if we're talking about food in general, I'm just like, come on, there's pizza, there's burgers, yeah. fries. Like, come oh, on. Oh, Lord, yes. Yes. Steak so, if you're uh, at a nice place and you're like, man, I gotta try this steak. This chef is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what Mark Wade was thinking when he put that in. <laughs> it didn't seem like that He's was... He's just trying to be a man's maybe, man. <laughs> he needs to maybe, worry uh, about his heart health. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, in Matt Wagner's Batman and the Monster Men, issue number two, Julie Madison, his girlfriend, notices that, quote, he rarely veers from steak and vegetables, never ever has dessert, an athlete's diet. Uh, and then this is less of a diet thing and more of an interesting eating habit, but in Tom King's Batman Rebirth run in issue number 16, we see Bruce talking to the rest of the Batman family in a burger joint where he eats a burger with a knife and fork. <laughs> <laughs> the way Alfred raised him. Wait, really? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, presumably it's because of Alfred. It's like that episode of uh, Seinfeld he's, where he's they're all eating their candy bars with the... Can't <laughs> eat oh, your hamburger God. like a yes. fucking yank. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. As, as mentioned before, Michael Keaton's Batman is a big fan of soup. He not only had Vichy Soir in Batman Returns, but he also had soup when he was dining with Vicky Vale uh-huh. in 89. That is true. Uh, <laughs> he likes the soup. That's, that's all we see him eat in both movies. I think I think so, Bruce Wayne has known about umami for a long time, bro. Yes. <laughs> is yes. that the Japanese uh, animated porn? Do you know umami? It's porn, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's a... <laughs> I'm serious. Something like Aristotle or Plato in the West had like first categorized the five tastes, I believe. Sweet, sour, bitter, uh, salty. Transcendent. And, uh, one of my fr- I'm forgetting another one. Um, but then there's a sixth one, umami, fam- like mm-hmm. that's been popularized in Eastern cultures, essentially translated as savory. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, they like even it. scientifically traced it to like some sort of like monotriglyceride or some something. I mm-hmm. forget what it was. Look it up on Wikipedia. But uh, yeah. like it's just now you see if you see restaurants in LA like Umami Burger and shit. Oh, it has yeah. Umami. Like it's it's mm-hmm. but it is a taste. And it's not just Japan. That's the Japanese word for it. I think it comes originally from India. I I'm, I could be wrong about that, but it's mm. uh it's like a sixth taste. That is not part of the Western tradition, but is now finally being brought yeah. into our lexicon, as it were. <laughs> yes, we got a uh, we got like a little seasoning jar of umami we could put on our ramen and such, and our stir fries. You can right, buy it at yeah. Trader Joe's. Savory, like a a mm, beef stew yeah. is savory, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Like it has umami to it. Mm. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Salty. So, Keaton. 
<coughs> Keaton, big super fan, <laughs> presumably. <laughs> if he is in the Flash, then hopefully at some point he's drinking soup just to keep the continuity. Uh, I hope Flash more... asks, can I have some of that? I'm really hungry. <laughs> can I have some of that? <laughs> uh, most controversially, though, in 2004's The Batman, Bruce is seen chomping on, Wolfie was right about this, nachos. What? Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> Seems too Alfred stoner foodie it... for Bruce, but... Yeah, okay. I know, right? It's uh... Maybe it was a way to appeal to the kids. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, nachos are great. In the episode Ragdolls to Riches, season two, episode nine, he says, quote, your famous nachos will be hard to beat, Alfred. So ah. uh, this was actually referenced later on in the follow-up, and well, not the follow-up animated series, but the, the animated series that came after it, Batman the Brave and the Bold. In A Bat Divided, Batman's personality is split into separate Batman, and there is an angry Batman, and there is a slacker Batman. And slacker Batman starts eating nachos, and angry Batman <laughs> says, quote, The Batman does not eat nachos! <laughs> Prejudice. I want to read this one. <laughs> <laughs> so check out Batman the Brave and the Bold episode about Divided for that line uh, expertly uh, delivered by actor Diedrich Bader oh, yeah. who uh, retweeted us at one point but Rock. anyway thank Lego thank you Diedrich uh, uh. yes that's my dude uh, and then the Lego Batman movie of course has the whole joke about him liking uh, Lobster Thermidor and trying to oh, yeah. put it in the microwave I forgot about uh, that but yeah. yeah that's the other thing too <laughs> like he he definitely like experienced Asian culture whenever he's doing his training but before that when he was a mm. kid he's a kid with a silver spoon in his mouth right so he grew up with probably eating right. caviar by the time he was 10 you know shit like that yeah he's essentially a type of the, like new american royalty kind of vibe right yeah yeah i think the best take though is actually from denny o'neill the late denny o'neill rest in peace uh who wrote the novelization for batman begins where he wrote a chapter that Obviously, I think he made up because it's not in any of the scripts and it doesn't seem like it has anything to do with the story. But when Bruce comes back, Alfred keeps making these elaborate dishes. And Bruce tells him, uh, Alfred, you don't have to do that anymore because I've gotten so used to just eating rice and meat that you can just do that. Don't worry about like the caviar and the glazed salmon or anything. Yeah, that it's, like of the, stuff. it's like and those Alfred, poor scenes yeah. when he was in Batman Begins where he's like stealing to survive. Yeah. Shit like that, like that. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, his his taste seven years. changed at that point for sure. Yeah, and Alfred of that at that point is just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> at that point, so he doesn't have to he doesn't have to keep putting everything into all these dishes to welcome him home. So would you I thought prefer that was a great this baked moment. Alaska? <laughs> Perhaps a little bit of a tartar. <laughs> Yes, uh, the Wayne Manor menu is featured in Matthew Manning's The Batman Files. It is. Very much the rich man's menu, in contrast to what I just said, but I might as well list it off, where he says, For breakfast, Bruce has six poached eggs laid over artichoke bottoms with a sage pesto sauce, thinly sliced baked ham, mixed organic fresh fruit bowl, freshly squeezed orange juice, organic grass-fed milk. He has milk and orange juice. Uh, milk doesn't come four from grams. grass. <laughs> no. Oh wait, never yeah. mind. Oh, grass-fed milk. Oh my god! Uh, aren't you in Cali- then... Aren't you in Colorado, dude? Shouldn't you know all manner of that fucking like organic Whole Foods bullshit? I never leave home. <laughs> and then four grams of branched-chain amino acids, so BCAAs, and two grams of fish oil. Uh, lunch is a local salmon with a ginger glaze, organic asparagus with lemon garlic dusting. Asian yam soup with diced onions, and of course, 
Two grams of fish oil. Honestly, this sounds and incredible. I really want to eat yes. pretty much all of this. <laughs> I'm fucking so yes. down for, for everything. I want the nachos. <laughs> <laughs> and then for dinner, we have the grass-fed local sirloin steak, bed of organic spinach and piquillo peppers, oven-baked golden herb potato, and of course, as usual, two grams of fish oil. Wait, uh, what yeah, does do fish, fish oil, oil indeed to lubricate the entire body in order to swim <laughs> like the fish and do parkour as smoothly as possible. <laughs> yes. Does he just drink uh, it, like slurp it in a spoon or something? How does? He... I mean, it comes in. It comes in those tablets, oh, right. though. I gotta, I gotta warn you. When you try those tablets, it causes you to like, you kind of get feel queasy yeah, for yeah. a bit. My dad used to take those. So weird. Yeah, the thing is, those no, those, are, those really do work. Also, we got to take them all the time, yeah. of course. But it's it's uh yeah. it's it helps to just kind of like uh, what is it help with arthritis or something? It helps to like l- kind of lubricate your joints in a way, from what I heard. Yeah, there's a lot of different uh, health benefits. Like it's not it's uh, no bullshit, you know. It, it's, it's yeah, one of those that, that actually really, yeah. does work. Yeah, yeah. So My dad also thought uh, he was I would Batman, recommend. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would also recommend the uh, the gummy version uh, of that because it's a lot less uh, it's a lot easier to take in. But anyway, the uh, the menu in the other book that had the somewhat less extensive uh, workout routine uh, by Daniel Wallace has a more realistic menu than I think anybody could actually do. Uh, breakfast is oatmeal with a banana, uh, which fits in with the fact that uh, if you guys remember the banana peel scene in Bruce Wayne, the Bruce Wayne pilot that was never made. Oh, yeah, we made fun of that banana. for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and he uses the banana peel to make it look like the guy slipped on it. That's so a whole Gordon plot over this fucking banana peel. <laughs> so you know that, check out that episode if you haven't already. Do you know that they're really slippery, those banana peels? They will <laughs> fuck you up. Look it up on YouTube. Anyway, I saw that in Mario Kart once. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, and then we also see him eating a banana in Neil Adams' Batman Odyssey, which, by the way, uh, one of our fans, Krista Crema, has requested yeah. us to do an episode on that, and I'm going to have to be very mentally prepared for that one because that storyline is insane. Okay. Which one but was it? Sorry. Going... Say it again. Storyline? Uh, Odyssey. Okay. Batman Odyssey. Yeah. All right. We got you. Uh, it's insane. Yeah. Two boiled eggs uh, and then orange juice or green tea. I think it's weird to see orange juice in both of these simply because orange juice is so high in sugar. You would okay. think that he wouldn't have such high sugar The thing content. about that, though, is nobody was thinking about the high sugar content until the past, like, what, five to ten years? Like, people, like orange juice was, like, the healthiest drink imaginable up until, like, 2005, I feel like. Yeah, but... This was published after 2005, was so it? I'm like, well, eh, you should know better. Yeah, maybe, maybe, like, he didn't, maybe he didn't know. Maybe he doesn't know. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Mid-morning is tuna with four rice cakes with peanut butter. Uh, so he at least has the right idea that rice cakes should only really have peanut butter on them and not be eaten plain. Uh, <laughs> lunch is <laughs> a grilled chicken with a jacket potato, so a baked potato, steamed vegetables, and vitamin and essential oil supplements. So that's probably where he gets the fish oil. Uh, afternoon snack is cottage cheese with oatmeal crackers and fruit. Uh, dinner is a grilled chicken with fish, uh, grilled chicken fish or steak with steamed vegetables, rice or pasta. Uh, presumably uh, some form of whole wheat pasta, or uh, they also sell these vegetable type vegetable pasta. When does he have his veggies. Beyond Burger? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried one. He is definitely not a vegetarian, according to these sources no, from no. all the comics. However, actor Christian Bale is a vegetarian. Oh, I forgot so, about that. Yes, interesting. Yeah. 
Was he vegetarian even uh, when he gains weight for those roles? Like, not mm-hmm. muscle weight. Didn't he but... drink ice cream or something? What am I thinking of? Never mind. Uh, of that Cheney. might have been for uh, Vice. Yeah, for Cheney. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's what that's what it was for. But for Batman, he, for him to bulk up uh, from machinist to Batman Begins, mm-hmm. apparently he just ate a lot of bread. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. And then before bed, he has a protein shake, and it says hydrates constantly by drinking plenty of water, which is what you should do, even if you're not Batman. Yeah, water's great in here. I'd die if I, without uh, water. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all would. Just want to thank water. Uh, right we'll now. get. <laughs> we'll get a little bit into Batman's drinking habits, Ooh. but just real quick from becoming Batman, the possibility of a superhero again, E. Paul Zer, uh suggests that Batman would likely have to consume 3,500 to 4,000 calories a day yep. in order to sustain his activities and recovery. And he would put Batman's macros at 15% fat, 60% carbohydrates and 25% protein. Wow. So yeah. that's an interesting breakdown, a little higher in carbohydrates than usual, but that's also because of the fact that he'd be so active that he would need uh, the energy When source. does he so find I time understand. to do that? Seems like he's working uh, out constantly. I guess... feels like Alfred yeah. is kind of in charge of his nutrition yeah, plan at this sense. point. I don't think Bruce is going to the fridge and, you know, trying to turn the stove on and <laughs> figuring out, oh, shit, I left the thing in the oven for too long. Fucking burn the one. I think he's while driving a lot. I think he eats while driving the Batmobile. Yeah. Like, just that's the, the only, only break time he gets. I'll get drive through. Of course, if you were to watch Batman Forever, you would say that Bruce goes and gets drive through a lot. <laughs> oh, my so, God. Didn't dude, he get Taco just... Bell? Wasn't it a Taco Bell promotion? It was Taco Bell promotion in Batman and Robin. Oh, okay. It was McDonald's promotion in uh, Batman Forever. Either way, he's farting out there on his patrols, <laughs> giving dude, away his position. How you advertising fear. The advertising worked for me when I was a kid, man. Growing up in the 90s in Alabama and Georgia, oh my god, not, McDonald's was like the mecca. I loved McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. I, I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted it yeah, every right. day, man. Yes. They, I still have the glasses. They sold these special oh, yeah. glasses for not only... They did that for Batman Returns. The frothy mugs. Uh, as well... As well as the, they weren't even mugs; they were like glass mugs. Oh right, right, right. And I have two that are the Riddler. Can they be like frothy? Back. Though? Uh, I don't know. I haven't tried. <laughs> okay, so, all right. I haven't tried. It's just been in my my pantry the whole time. But anyway, right. uh, but on the subject of mugs, let's go into drinking because we mainly recovering food. We already know, as Andrew mentioned, that Bruce does not drink alcohol. But what does he actually drink then? If he doesn't drink, you know, wine or beer or any Wheat of that orange stuff. juice. Yerba mate. <laughs> By the way, I thought that was yerba mate for the longest time. That's crazy. Uncultured yeah. swine. <laughs> che Guevara used to drink it a lot. Anyway, I'm sorry I said that. I take that. Oh, uh, so Andrew, that drink turns you, you fucking think? socialist, bro? It does. okay (laughs) well all right um anyway (laughs) what does he drink um well if we're going old school nutrition he drinks a lot of um whiskey no he drinks uh he drinks like whole milk and orange juice that makes makes that's not surprising at all to me because like those two Mm -hmm. drinks that are probably Mm -hmm. not that nutritious really in the long run uh they were thought to be nutritious for the longest time like schwarzenegger talked about drinking Mm -hmm. milk a lot um, I think he was fucking with people, but I think there's probably some truth to the bodybuilding <laughs> community drinking a lot of milk mm-hmm. back then. And 
other than that, dude, yeah, uh, again, the Asian influence, green tea, oolong tea, uh, that kind of mm. stuff. Um, he drinks like whatever keeps the mind awake but doesn't give you get you frazzled like coffee. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Coffee. Yep. <laughs> so let's can, dive into can it. Can we as, uh, just... one day go over the superheroes that have like the shittiest diets? Just put a pin in that one for now. <laughs> That'd be the Flash, uh, uh, Spider-Man, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, there are. Basically anybody with a Punisher, metabolism superpower. Punisher probably eats like shit. Probably. I'm just thinking he's always in his van, and you know, him and Micro probably eats like one thing a day. In Bat- Punisher Warzone, he just eats those MREs, those meals ready right, to eat, which true. are like disgusting. Oh and yeah, and there's that just eats those. And the other one in the first movie, uh, when John Travolta is the bad guy, am I right? He, mm-hmm. he there's like a whole montage. Mm-hmm. Tom Jane, yeah, it's a whole montage of like him drinking whiskey and eating like what the fuck was he eating? Like beef jerky or some shit. this is how the punisher eats all right so let's go back to batman though just real quick we covered that he doesn't drink alcohol but what does he drink instead because obviously he's at these functions in the dark knight returns gordon mentions that uh to make people think that he's drinking champagne he actually substitutes it with ginger ale so in the earlier drafts of batman 89 uh bruce reveals the same thing to vicky vale where she takes a taste of his drink only to find out that it's ginger ale. And he tells her that uh, one drink and he's jumping off rooftops. Ha ha. Uh, but I would also think that it's a diet ginger ale simply so that he doesn't get too much of a sugar rush uh, on that. But I get in, a little hyper uh, whenever I have too much soda. I just start to go yes. fucking crazy, you know? Num nums. Num num. And uh, in uh, Batman Year One, Bruce pretends to be drunk in the morning when Gordon interrogates him to try to figure out that he's Batman. And Alfred basically says, uh, tells him, shall I put the club soda back in its original container? So presumably he's using club soda to pretend that he's drunk. I think that's a little tougher because club soda is clear and champagne is not. But whatever. That was... (laughs) Frank Miller was inconsistent in terms of what he was using for substitution. A little bit of the But bubbly. it does look like Bruce, in his retirement, drinks for real because he is shown uh, hoarding the wine cellar in the opening of The Dark Knight Returns, which is then referenced in Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice by Ben Affleck, waking up and immediately turning to the uh, half-empty bottle of wine, which you know has no tie-in whatsoever with Ben Affleck's real-life sobriety problems, but it does seem weird that... <laughs> Out of all the actors, he's the only one who's Batman drinks. So uh, that's an interesting time mm. there. In Kingdom Come, in addition to his well-done steak, he orders coffee. Lots of it. He basically tells the waitress, uh, keep it coming. Oh, um, yeah. So we have seen... about that. Yes, ba- yes indeed. Yeah. But he's, he's old we, at this we have point, seen... though, right? Yeah, but uh, we have seen the younger Batman drink coffee in the animated series. He drinks coffee with Jim Gordon on the morning of New Year's Day as a tradition, as shown in the episode Holiday Nights from the new Batman Adventures. And then, if you guys have seen the Justice League episode called Only a Dream, he's fighting against Dr. Destiny, who invades your dreams. So he has to prevent himself from going to sleep. So he pulls over in the Batmobile, goes to Starbucks, puts some cash on the counter, and he says, Give me a triple, now! So he really wants his coffee. Uh, and then Batman begins. We do see him 
drink this weird green smoothie type drink mm-hmm. that Alfred hands to him. Uh, a match really sure matcha frappuccino, is. of course, indeed. Yeah, it's probably mm-hmm. probably not. Matcha's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it probably has like greens, like spinach and kale and stuff in it, I would presume. But it's not actually said what it is. But the drink that Bruce drinks the most, actually, across the comics and different adaptations, and this surprised me, is tea. Mm-hmm. In Detective Comics 523, he says that he could go for a bracing cup of Earl Grey right now, as he tells mm-hmm. to Alfred. British influence. Presumably Alfred's Alfred again. Yeah. The British Fred, influence. Fred's here. got him by the balls there. Wait, that's not the right <laughs> expression. Fred's got him influenced. Uh, I don't know. Andrew's right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Dude, so uh, when, I went, when I visited Japan once, uh, you just meet other like white dudes at random there one time, and like we just started hanging out. Throughout the day, I guess I was bored this day or something, and they're all British. It's like it's like five of them, dude. And then they're like, they go to get tea at like four p.m. and they were like, "Yes, it's true, Andrew. We do drink tea at four. And they just <laughs> just having a good old time, having like what does he call it, high tea or whatever, like in the middle of Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I just th- thought it was hilarious. It's like, yes, the stereotype is true. They said it. Yes. He, one of the guys did say say it like that to me. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> There is several there are several occasions where he's drinking tea. He drinks green tea in Detective Comics three eighty three when having dinner at a Chinese restaurant. He also uh, to tie into Andrew's story in World's Finest Comics number eighty. He I guess is a journalist at the Gotham Gazette with Clark Kent and Lois Lane, and he says that he's going to celebrate writing his article by going for an afternoon tea. <laughs> uh, and then in uh, the '60s show Aunt Harriet. At one point, is asking Bruce which one he thinks would be better, either the oolong or the pico for the Gotham City Gourmet Society tea tasting. But uh, Wayne has to sneak away in order to uh, pick up the bat phone. So the Adam West Batman is seen uh, drinking tea, as well as Bruce Wayne when he's old in Batman Beyond is actually seen drinking it several times, probably to keep up the tradition of Alfred. Not uh, surprising to me whatsoever, because it, yes. it, it, like I said, it's. Tea can kind of, it's different than coffee. Because, well, it depends on the, the kind, of course, but it, coffee like can get you like super amped and like your hands will start shaking. But for the most part, mm-hmm. tea will more or less kind of keep you up, give you a little bit of alertness, but not like frazzle you, you know? Right. He's probably not pounding monsters <laughs> down his throat. Yeah, see, all the time. yeah, that's the spectrum, right? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I fucking love monsters. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> the next sketch. <laughs> I fight monsters every day. I gotta drink this. Hold my Red Bull. This is how I fight them. <laughs> uh, Ian Glenn's Bruce Wayne in Titans is actually seen drinking tea in two occasions. So he's the only, I believe, the only live-action Bruce Wayne we've seen drink tea uh, after Adam West. He drinks tea with Dick Grayson when Dick Grayson arrives to reconcile with him in the episode Trigon, as well as seen pouring tea for himself in the finale Nightwing before he sabotages Mercy Graves' operation through his computer Mm. uh then batman ninja the anime also has bruce wayne impressed that alfred was able to find black tea in ancient japan where he's been transported so that is bruce's main drink of choice makes a lot of sense honestly nice i like that it's cool nice i'm mainly a coffee drinker and for me in my real life but uh Mm -hmm. as for batman and bruce wayne i can definitely see it being more of a tea type of situation Mm -hmm. uh let's see moving on then we have talked about his workouts we've talked about his 
eating and drinking, let's move on to some of his more recreational type of activities. What does Batman read? Oh, does he read any question. books? Does he do anything? What does he does he read anything outside of just research for his cases? Because he's gonna have to. You would think that he would try to ignore pop culture, but he sometimes he needs to know pop culture in order to solve these riddles. On the Origin oh, of Species by Charles Darwin, <laughs> also <laughs> The Republic by Plato, <laughs> and then uh, A Midsummer's Night Simulacra by William Simulacrum. Shakespeare. Simulation and Simulacra by William Beaujard. And, of course, uh, Danger Girl. You know those comics from the 90s? Uh, Wolfie, take a shot at what you think he reads. Napalm and Silly Putty by George Carlin. A hero for all ages. You know what? That's, that's, that's number one on the list. He reads that every day. And I think maybe... <laughs> you know, in a more serious question, I guarantee you he reads The Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. I have this inking sp- ah. suspicion that some of the philosophical stuff that goes into Batman has a lot to do with that stoicism stuff. That was actually referenced in Gotham Boom. at the end of season one. Uh, at the end of season one, there's a clue to Thomas Wayne's secret office that involves Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. He was the uh, most which noble allowed. and uh, he's a great leader. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, uh, that clue helps allow Bruce to unlock a secret entrance to the fireplace, cool. which reveals his discovery of the Batcave. So ah. you're actually correct there. Boom! That Marcus Aurelius would have some I'm taking my shirt off. <laughs> Pants are already. Go let's on. go into some of the. <laughs> let's go into some of the other ones, though. So at the top of the list, of course, uh, this is, goes as no surprise. Is Sun Tzu's The Art of oh, War? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. This is mentioned in the Batman Handbook by Scott Beatty. It's also referenced in the fact that he went up against a villain named Sin Tzu in the video game Batman: Rise of Sin. Oh yeah, it's like a Game Boy uh, Advance game or some shit. Yes. Yeah. And yes, uh, yes, it's yes. referenced in Titans as Dick Grayson makes uh, Rachel, aka Raven, read it in season two in the episode Rose. I gotta watch. So that. he's a fan of that. Also in Titans in the episode Jason Todd, uh, it's revealed that he is a fan of Niccolo Machiavelli, the oh, author of nice. The Prince. Yeah. Uh, that he even has a portrait of Machiavelli in the safe house where Dick Grayson and Jason Todd go to. And Dick Grayson even quotes Machiavelli in the episode as he says hold on let me send it out to you guys oh, i think andrew as the in- indeed wizard <laughs> shall uh oh, work for this nicolo machiavelli everybody my friend if an injury has to be done to a man it should be so severe that his vengeance need not to be feared severities should be dealt out all at once so that their suddenness may give less offense. Benefits ought to be handed out drop by drop, so they may be relished the more. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> That's so metal. <laughs> Thank you, Maki. It sounds like so, some yeah, shit Musashi it. would write, too, kind of. Indeed, yeah. I would think, even though I don't think I've seen references to Musashi, I would presume the Book of Five Rings is also in Bruce Wayne's library. I would assume if he's got... It's like Sun Tzu, The Heart of War, and The Book of Five Rings is like every martial artist in the world, no matter if you're in America, Japan, China, mm-hmm. wherever the fuck, at this point in the game, in globalization and all that, like everybody's everybody's got a copy, you know? I, I feel mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as well as uh, one of the lesser 
not as well known as though it's not as famous uh, but the Hagakure yeah. oh yeah, uh, yeah yeah correct me if I'm wrong if I mispronounced that Hagakure right, uh, well, we're by... speaking English so it's okay but it's a uh, yeah Hagakure <laughs> Hagakure is correct ah, how you say it. it hidden leaves okay Hagakure <laughs> yes uh, by Sunatomo and the reason why uh, I say that is because Sam Hamm writer of the 89 Batman confirmed for us on Twitter that the mentor character Sunatomo in Blind Justice who trains Batman in Japan uh, was named after the author of that book. So presumably there is some influence of that book as well as samurai culture. There's actually a lot of influence of samurai culture on Sam Hamm's Batman in his comics as well as the movie. But we can get into that when we eventually get into martial arts type stuff. Wow! <laughs> Putting a pin in that. Yes. Uh, so obviously some he good sense of strategy classics there. Uh, but he does actually... Be, appear to be a fan of some fiction. So, uh, in The Dark Knight Returns, Alfred references a story by Edgar Allan Poe of the detective C. Auguste Dupin. Now, C. Auguste Dupin was a detective in the 1800s, who you'll find sounds very familiar. He lives with his roommate, who's the main one who narrates the stories, and they go off together to solve cases where his Dupin roommate. has... <laughs> yes, his keen powers of observation his best friend help him <laughs> solve these mysteries that some that the uh, police usually can't solve. So Dupin was kind of the shadow to Sherlock Holmes's Batman. He came out first, uh, but had a very similar format, very similar type of uh, power set, as you could say, in terms of keen powers of observation. Uh, Alfred presumably reads one of the Dupin stories, The Purloined Letter, to the uh, to young Bruce Wayne in The Dark Knight Returns and claims that Bruce demanded to learn from Alfred whether or not the killer was caught. And Alfred had to tell him that, yes, the killer was caught and paid for his crimes and young Bruce was able to sleep that night. However, the actual Perline letter is not a murder mystery. There is no murderer mm. in the Perline letter. It's about a letter that is... Uh, Perline. Is missing. Yes, exactly. It's Perline. It's stolen. <laughs> it's, it's missing. And so he has to find it. I contend that Miller got it mixed up with the previous Dupin story, which is The Mystery of Marie Roget, which does not come across at all like a fictional story. It was Edgar Allan Poe's attempt to solve a real-life mystery, a real-life murder, uh, where a woman was found uh, dead, presumably drowned, and he wrote Dupin uh, apparently trying to figure it out and deduce it, but you never actually find out who the killer was at the end. It seems more of a uh, sort of Edgar Allan Poe writing a real-life theory and deduction as opposed to an actual story. And presumably that would be of some interest to Bruce growing up in terms of the mechanics of being a detective. Uh, so I always thought that was probably more likely what Frank Miller was referencing there. Mm. So now for anybody know, who's a fan of English literature... I, Bruce Wayne is probably super into true crime, too. Like, he knows yeah. all about the serial killers and fucking... Um, probably. You know... Ted Bundy and all that shit. Charles Man well, Manson wasn't a serial killer, but you know that whole vibe. Well, yeah, just in general, in terms of learning about them, I'm yeah. sure because he would understand. And part of his understanding of the criminal mind was probably when he was going through the criminology classes, right, right, in college. Uh, Batman also named the first Bat computer off of Dupin. He called that was the name of his computer in the storyline in Batman Confidential called Lovers and Madmen. Uh, one of my favorite takes on the origin of the Joker. But that is one of his heroes. But that doesn't mean that Batman ignored Sherlock Holmes either. Uh, Batman often quotes the famous line from Sherlock Holmes, when you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, no matter how improbable, must be the truth. And he quotes that in Lovers and Mad Men. Uh, he also says it in the movie version 
of Gotham by Gaslight, which is the Elseworlds mm-hmm. version of Batman fighting Jack the Ripper. Uh, he was also quoted in Arrow, in the final season of Arrow, the Earth 2 version of Adrian Chase says that Bruce Wayne told him the same quote uh, from Sherlock Holmes oh, in the shit. episode Starling City. Yeah, uh, And then the comic book version of Gotham by Gaslight implies that Sherlock Holmes trained Bruce Wayne in detective work, hmm. uh, which I thought was cool. And uh, his mentor afterwards was uh, Freud for psychology so i always thought that was interesting that's why he's got all kinds of weird sexual tension and shit with all these vixens that makes so much sense now yes yes uh so that is uh you know bruce does seem to be a fan of detective work he also is mentioned in this goes way back if you guys haven't heard our deep dive into bob kane's the return of batman script oh god let's hear (laughs) this he is shown reading Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment before the bat flies in through the window. So he uh, apparently has Dostoevsky. What's like uh, one of those uh, smart books? What's something we can put in here that he can have him read? He can't be reading Playboy like me. (laughs) Or does that even exist at this time? Can't be reading one of those uh, nudie nudie mags. It it did in the 80s. It did in the 80s, at least. Yeah, yeah. So him reading Crime and Punishment is interesting i don't think bruce would be that much into it that i mean it is from the perspective of a murderer uh and does talk about the fear that the detective instills into the murderer throughout so maybe that would be what would uh, appeal to him outside of the name crime and punishment the idea of punishment so uh, you know maybe i'll give it to bob that that might be some of some interest to Bruce, but probably not as much, or not nearly as much as Murray Roger or any of the Dupin or Sherlock Holmes stories. Uh, and then lastly, in the Batman handbook, Scott Beatty lists other ones outside of the ones I've already listed. Uh, I might mispronounce this because I haven't read it before, but Anabasis or Anabasis by Xenophon. Uh, the Complete Works of uh, Nietzsche. Cool. Uh, the Count of Monte Cristo by Alexander Dumas, uh, presumably for the theme about revenge. Uh, the Inchiridion by Epictetus. Uh, that's another one of the ancient philosophy, stoicism type stuff that fits yeah. in here with Marcus Aurelius. Uh, and then true crime type of books. So Handgun Stopping Power by Evan Marshall and Edwin J. Sano. Homicide by David Simon, huh. which uh, kicked off the TV show from many years ago. And lastly, Where Death Delights by Milton, Milton Helper. These are like old school true crime books, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, also, this book was written a while back. The Batman Handbook was published in uh, 2005. Uh, it's not too far back, but, I mean, Scott Beatty was probably going off of what was around years yeah, earlier. Yeah, that's interesting, though. That's that's cool. So, that is in <clears throat> Batman's library. So, uh, for the next set of recreation stuff, we basically have one more recreation thing, and then we'll go into, finally, how the hell does he do it in terms of his schedule. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> last thing is what music does batman ah, listen yes. to <laughs> so i'm sure this is going to be interesting for people because outside of han zimmer and danny elfman scores what do you think he actually he's listened to his own soundtrack to... <laughs> <laughs> all the time baby dun, 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 dun. So... oh wait that's a different movie <laughs> that's, in, that's, in, that's inception trailer yeah 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 that's not even by han zimmer funny enough that's by zach hamsey oh, in the trailer. but anyway uh what do you guys think Batman listens to? Uh, let's start with Wolfie. I think that he has to maintain a calm disposition with all the chaotic things around him. And there is statistical uh, data showing that listening to heavy metal music is actually more calming than it is 
uh, anxiety inducing or some such thing. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that he listens to death metal <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I've had this, uh, this idea that whatever genre he listens to, it's like, it's not pop. He has to listen to something that is <laughs> technical. So whether it's like prog jazz, rock. it could be prog rock, like stuff like, fish. um, that math, <laughs> math. What do they call it? Math metal shit, like like Dillinger Escape Plan, math yeah. rock. Oh yeah, math rock. That yeah. kind of. Oh yeah, that kind of so Dillinger like, for sure. Like really, like mm-hmm. something that's kind of a challenging listen. Mm-hmm. People always talk about, you know, it's challenging. I think that, I feel like that's kind of listens to, but but also of course for sure. during, during the meditation times, <laughs> probably something a little bit less technical. But you know, uh, I don't know, like. Eastern music. I don't know how you would say it, but yeah, something something mm-hmm. to that uh, to that vibe to to kind of uh, chill out. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about in terms of his workouts? While he's working he's out, he's, that's when the complicated stuff comes. That's in. gonna I, just go ahead and be now. This is music number twenty. <laughs> <laughs> that's just gonna be your conventional. Could be gym. metal jock jams. That's what I'm thinking of. Jock jams. <laughs> metal can get you fucking pumped, so I'm going to go with metal for the workout sections. Okay. In Tom King's Batman Annual Number 2, this is Rebirth, uh, we see Bruce Wayne actually listening to a song while he's doing the workout, and I'm going to play this song for you guys and see what you guys think. Here is the song. <laughs> Ragtime, huh? Oh, shit. Did Bob Kane select this? This is not a workout song, bro. Okay, so anyway, uh, this is an alternate future where Bruce Wayne has grown old with Selena Kyle as a married couple, and uh, See, that makes the song sense thematically. This the song thematically ties into the story for that, but I just thought this would be a funny way to kick things off in terms of like what he <laughs> works out to. Because he, it, I didn't lie, you do see him doing barbell. I mean, uh, yeah, barbell curls with the song in the background. So uh, that's what he has. But uh, let's go a little bit into some of the music that he either is shown playing when he's hosting as the public Bruce Wayne or stuff that he's listening to in private or seems to know about. So in the 89 movie, uh, it's obviously was famous for Prince having songs during the Joker sequences, but Prince actually had music playing in the Bruce Wayne scenes too. He actually had two playing in the Wayne Manor party uh, during the Harvey Dent party. So that was a song called Vicky Waiting in reference to Vicky Vale, and the other one called Electric Chair, which starts playing after Bruce Wayne uh, has been introduced to Vicky Vale, and he watches her go, and he puts the glass on the pool table, and Alfred catches it. Uh, in the original draft of 89, Bruce actually takes Vicky to the opera for uh, Verde's Regoletto for London Mobile. Uh, yeah. uh, There's got to be a lot of classical famous. in rotation, too, I think. Also, because yeah, yeah. Sure. a little bit on the complicated side, or... Not necessarily challenging, but yeah, maybe some challenging classical music as well. Yes. But yeah, I could see it definitely a lot of uh, classical and rotation at Wayne Manor. Yes, yes. So uh, he he may also have some of an opera, I guess, favoritism given the fact that he grew you know rich. So presumably he would go to the opera in in Batman Hush. He does go to the opera with uh, I think they go to see Pagliacci. Uh, of course, because that's what Harley Quinn crashes. Uh, but he goes to Pagliacci with Tommy Elliott, 
at that point and does mention that his family was his family were fans of the opera and of course we saw that when they went to see Mephistopheles in Batman Begins so there is a little bit of a tie-in with the opera type stuff uh, but at one point in a scene that did not make it into the final movie uh, Vicky Vale does catch Bruce singing in the shower and what song does he sing <laughs> I'll play it for you guys <laughs> So Bruce is just some, like an old soul, like, this is some old ass old fogey shit, bro. Some ragtime. Jelly Roll Morton. I mean, I, I get it, but like to be singing in the shower, I don't know. I, it's, I understand the worth, but. I feel like somebody's about to casually drop racial epithets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Over a bottle of sarsaparilla. <laughs> I guess that's more Old West. Yeah. We got to update your Spotify, Bruce. This is, come on. What is oh, this, brothers, the where documentary channel on the History well. Channel? Uh, Wolfie, however, will be happy to know that in Gotham, the young Bruce Wayne is listening to some very different music. He's actually listening to Spit uh, <laughs> in their song Deliverance. All right. So I'll play a little bit for you. Yeah! Fuck yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's metalcore. All right, that makes more sense. Riffage. Fuck yeah. Throw up the horns, baby. Throw up the bat ears. Yes. This shit rips. He's, he's playing this as he's drawing like pictures of demons and stuff. And this is like the second episode, so this is still him in mourning over the deaths of his parents as well as his anger towards the man who killed them. So that's the only time that we actually hear him listening to metal, at least as far as I've found. Uh, and then later on, there's uh, music in other episodes where he's the public Bruce Wayne or he starts to become the public Bruce Wayne. At one point, he ends up in a nightclub where they p- uh, play the prodigy in their song Spitfire. Cool. Uh, but most of the time when he's hosting stuff, we hear him listen to classic music, classical music as well as listening to classical music himself in the Telltale Batman when he's throwing a party for Harvey Dent. Uh, they play Haydn's String Quartet number 66 in G major. Uh, and then in Titans, the Ian Glenn Bruce not only drinks tea, but also listens to a lot of classical music. So in the Indeed. episode Rose, he's listening to Helen's Theme by Philip Glass, which is an instrumental wow. version of what was in uh, the movie Candyman. Nice. So, Interesting. Uh, and then that's followed by Six Nosians, uh, Nosians number one by Eric Satie. Uh, again, forgive my pr- mispronunciation if that's incorrect, uh, but it's kind of an eerie song that does not have a time signature, so it kind of has its own um, take. Uh, no time sort of signature. Own... Yeah, so you can play it at any pace. So I'll play a little bit of you so for that's you right now. I could see that, yeah. It's like me- meandering kind of, uh, I, yeah, I see, yeah. I could see him listening to really contemplative, like, ambient piano tracks, or maybe even, I don't know, uh, 
yeah, some like ambient kind of stuff. Where it's just real moody, very moody. Yeah. Because he's like a brood, brood yeah, master brooding. general. Yeah. Yeah. He probably has a playlist on his Spotify that just says brooding playlist. <laughs> yeah. Once again, sir, of, co of course. <laughs> Uh, and then in the season two finale, Nightwing, he when he's pouring tea for himself while sabotaging Mercy Graves' operation, he's listening to Mozart's Piano Sonata number 17 in B-flat. So this does tie into an interesting idea. Since he's listening to Mo Mozart, there is research uh, or the urban legend that Mozart's music makes you smarter or keeps you sharp. Uh, and in fact, research results have shown that it helps with short-term improvement on certain mental tasks requiring... Uh, spatial temporal reasoning or spatial visualization ability. This is Mozart uh, so his, in particular, not just classical Mozart music? specifically. Yeah, Mozart specifically. Uh, wow, that's crazy. Unsure why it's a possibility that somebody started the rumor and now people just kind of have the psychological trigger around it, just being like, oh, like you know, I'm going to be more on top of my game because I hear Mozart. That's the thing, like setting, uh, like getting your mental set. It's like it's almost like it, it connects with the meditation thing to a certain degree. I think finding right. that that. Uh, mental state for a specific purpose um yeah a specific, so, you know uh, a result you want in your life or at least he's probably a, a mentally hey this is ben and i've got one more addition to the music section of this episode because of the fact that i didn't quite get to it in the episode itself but i knew people listening would kill me if i didn't mention it which is that uh batman specifically the dcau version of Batman voiced by Kevin Conroy has a very particular song dear to his heart and it's revealed in Justice League Unlimited in the episode This Little Piggy when he has to save Wonder Woman who has been transformed into a pig and the only way to break the spell is if he sings the song Am I Blue? So here it is Am I Blue sung by Kevin Conroy to continue the fact that Batman apparently is an old school jazz fan so here we go Am I blue? Am I blue? Ain't these tears in my eyes telling you? Am I blue? You'd be too if each plan that you had done fell through there was a time he's probably got bat buds in the cowl there <laughs> a little he's bluetooth audio setup. book audio book <laughs> yeah. on the while driving <laughs> yeah he's listening to superhero stuff one you know. free credit <laughs> <laughs> i hope yeah hell yeah so that's he could be listening to mozart in order to help with his uh, short-term improvement for spatial recognition or just get himself into the the mindset of an intellectual so i thought that was presumably interesting so that's a good call on the music coordinator uh for titans for ian glenn's batman on that uh so yeah that is batman's music wow uh and then lastly when the fuck does he ever sleep is the last question that we have here before we get to his schedule pure crystal meth uh, so is that your answer yes. well, no. <laughs> uh, well, I, yeah i don't know uh night no not night uh it's like, I steal the meth he from he takes, the dealer so I can use it. I gather he sleeps maybe four hours a day, possibly just in the early morning. 
That's what Kevin okay. Smith says in uh, all of his podcasts. He said he said that he himself tries to only sleep four hours a day and and work mm-hmm. constantly. It's otherwise, because he's old and he's dying. Because I mean, Kevin Smith has this like stoner persona, but that motherfucker's working all the time, dude. I mean, he must be stoner um, persona. Same thing with yeah. Rogan. Yeah, right. It's like it's constant work. I mean, I'm sure he smoked a lot of weed, mm-hmm. but but he said, yeah, he he got his cue from reading Batman comics where they mentioned one time that he only sleeps four hours. Mm-hmm. I guess not a night. I'm assuming midday or something. Mm-hmm. Presumably. Uh, let's see. Grant Morrison had presumably the most interesting stuff. First off, he shows, you know, Bruce shown to be in bed at 3 p.m. inside the Wayne Manor bed, not just like, you know, lounging around in the Batcave on some cot there, which I could totally see him do, where he's just like, eh, too much energy to get up to the bedroom. I'll just lie here. Uh, he definitely hangs upside down but, on the, one of those things. Uh, as shown in the 89 movie, but I don't know if that was really... Uh, for sleeping not so much shit. as just general uh, inversion table <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he, at one point, he tells Alfred, quote, regular problem-solving sleeps are all I need. So he's living off of, in terms of problem-solving sleeps, he does micro-naps of 10 minutes uh, ten minutes each oh, wow. uh, throughout the day, uh, especially whenever he needs to think over a problem. He sleeps through it and sets an alarm next to him in the Batcave. So that's Eureka. pretty hardcore. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I would presume his sleep schedule is actually probably really inconsistent, if I mm-hmm. were to guess, just given the amount of shit that he's asked to go through every night and just the general inconsistency that you see in the comics. Because sometimes he's seen doing the microsleep, sometimes you see him waking up at 3 in the afternoon, uh, which is also seen in Batman Begins, mm-hmm. where, you know, uh, Alfred says that uh, for billionaire playboys, 3 p.m. in the afternoon is kind of pushing it. So, uh, in the dark night, however, Alfred arrives around the same time with Bruce's breakfast at the penthouse suite, only to find that Bruce is already up and over at the bat bunker, sewing up his wounds from the previous night. So, who knows uh, on that. There is a YouTube channel called The Imaginary Axis that presumes that Batman would take on a real-life schedule called the Uberman Sleep Schedule. Have you heard about this? On Seinfeld. Ubermensch, bro. I don't know about the Ubermensch. This sounds like... Yes. Sounds like something else (laughs) going on over here. Not that type of Uberman. (laughs) Okay. Ubermensch. Uh, It is a type of, quote-unquote, polyphasic sleep cycle uh, where instead of sleeping eight hours a night, you would sleep in four 30-minute naps throughout the day. Uh, which would equal out to two hours, but apparently that would encourage the body to more rapidly enter REM state. So mm-hmm. he would basically be able to get the same amount of restoration, but in less amount of time. So of course Bruce would be down to do that in order to be awake for mm-hmm. more hours in the night, hours in the night and day, and have the same amount of restoration. I think that he would definitely go for something like that. And he would need to go through something like that through the training if considering just how much shit he had to go through, as we mentioned in the training episode, how many, how often he was traveling and how many things that he was learning at once. So I would say he probably does some form of that. Kramer tried it in an episode of Seinfeld and he almost went mad. <laughs> yes. Neither of you guys watch so, Seinfeld. I've dropped like nine references in this episode alone. <laughs> anyway. My, my dad watches it constantly, but I find myself watching Kirby Enthusiasm so much more than Seinfeld. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, yeah. mm, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's more that's, modern, yeah. too. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's part of, That is part of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the schedule shown in Gotham Knights number 32 is probably 
the most realistic. It is a story called 24-7 by Devin Grayson. It shows that Bruce Wayne is ready for work at 8.17 a.m. and doing Wayne Enterprises meetings and work around town as a public figure from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, Batman's already on the streets around 7.30 when the sun goes down. He's patrolling through 4.30 a.m. and arrives in the Batcave around 4.41. He gets undressed as Batman and he gets ready for bed around 5 a.m. Uh, so he's either living off of three to four hours of sleep on certain nights where he goes to bed at 5 a.m. and then wakes up three hours later to go to Wayne Enterprises, or he does a full night's sleep probably on the weekends uh, that takes him into 3 p.m. to also help make up for the lost time, uh, the lost amount of sleep that he had throughout the week. So I would maintain that's likely what he does, scheduling-wise. Interesting. So... That is the bat schedule, and that is pretty much it in terms of the the Batman, Bruce Wayne lifestyle. Yeah, indeed. So, uh, before we wrap up, though, what are your guys's? What was the most surprising tidbits that you guys found about Batman's life? Hmm. You go first, Andrew. Oh man, you know there was a lot. You know the soup? No. Oh, I uh, maybe the idea. maybe having so much beef, maybe. <laughs> uh that was maybe but it wasn't like a huge shock, but other than that like the meditation, the tea, the uh workout routines sort of were more or less what I was what I had in mind. You know, it's not that it's mm-hmm. so much surprising as like it's all communally well thought out by all these different writers and stuff. They had like you don't necessarily have to go this deep you know, per se on the surface for comic books and stuff, but that they've thought of all these things and that they're actually kind of addressed and stuff is fairly interesting. And I just find myself being like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. It would take these like concerted efforts to be the Batman. That's why there is only one. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why they always say he's uh, the only human that can kind of uh, be part of the justice league because he's like the peak of human conditioning and, and all that. So it's, he's the only one that, can really uh, stand with them, I guess. I don't know. That, that's how, Except Oliver yeah. Queen. That's how they write it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it depends on how you write it. And but Blue that's, Beetle. That's kind of the idea. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people with peak human conditioning, I guess. But you know what I mean? I don't know. It's, that's, in the, that's in the writing. That's right. been part, yeah. of the, no, part, totally. of the, uh, part of the ether for a while there as far as that's concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, but to to me, the most surprising was his workout music. Oh right, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's old time. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Makes him seem more <laughs> Republican, bro. Just <laughs> the old, why. the old jazz shit. I was just like, really? But okay. But that's what I could find. Right. Yeah, totally. And that that makes sense. It seems like maybe people aren't thinking about that so much as maybe they did in the early days of Batman, the forties and such in the sixties or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, yeah, that we should have a couple more comics addressing his musical tastes in modern <laughs> times, because I yes, gather please. they might be a little bit like Philip Glass is I could see that very rhythmic and technical and layered challenging, you know? challenging, challenging. Listen. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, Andrew was right about that. But yeah, that <laughs> is the Bruce Wayne lifestyle. And uh, for anybody listening, feel free to correct us. Feel free to chime in, tweet us. Why don't you make DM your own us podcast? on Instagram. Then. No, I'm just kidding. Or do your own podcast. <laughs> but let us know if there's anything I love you. that I left out uh, over here. Other things that I might not have addressed in terms of the categories that we had. 
there's probably some other stuff just in general categories that I didn't put in here, but just to fill out this, uh, keep this podcast episode at a good length, I uh, kind of kept it to this. Fair enough. That one was nice. a honker. Yeah, it's a cool, cool episode, man. Thank you. Not many people uh, talk about this particular aspect. I got a couple so questions. Cool. What's his zodiac sign, and w- what are his clothing measurements? He's... Well, his zodiac sign would presumably, uh, because of the fact that canonically he was born in February nineteenth, <laughs> so that would put him as a Pisces. Oh, yep. Wow. Huh. Checks cool. out. I'm February 9th. <laughs> I'm Batman's friend. <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm an Aquarius. He's, we're, he's right after, you know. He's like, oh, my, my. Personally, I think he's more of a Taurus, but since I'm a Taurus, I think I'm a little biased <laughs> on that since we're known for being stubborn and All shit. Right. So maybe, but uh, it's, it's kind of whatever Pisces you want it to be, of course. stubborn, man. I tried to date one once. They say don't date anybody who's close on your Zodiac sign. You know, it's kind of like a color wheel. You should go the opposite end anyway. Mm-hmm. Pisces are assholes. So I was at a party in LA once when I, like my first couple years here, and mm. this girl starts talking to me and she's like, "What sign are you?" And I was like, first I'm thinking this is a very oh I remember this, this is yeah. a very LA conversation already, <laughs> but uh-huh. because people in the South don't talk about this all that much, mm-hmm. but she said and I said, "Oh, it's uh it's Leo, but I really don't believe in that shit." And then she goes, "That's such a Leo thing to say." <laughs> That's funny. That's great. She got you. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I feel like she had that response ready. I That's guess, such man. a Leo <laughs> thing to say. I was raised by a hippie. I'm all about it. I see that shit all the time on my horoscope every day. Anyway, another <laughs> conversation for another day. Oh, man. Also, in terms of measurements, apparently he's six foot two and 210 pounds. All right. God, there's just it's. I'm trying to think of questions that they might not even have answers to. Like nobody. What's his blood they, type? There we go. Uh, I would think he'd be a universal donor. <laughs> so oh, that would make him a O negative. So let me look this up. But let me. Have to nice. Know. Let's look. Let's look that That's up. That's fucking funny. Man. A B positive. It says for Arkham City. Ooh, what, interesting. What is that? That's not a universal donor. That's not a. It says no. Oh, this is be. according to vgfacts.com. The Joker infects Batman with the Titan disease by using his blood. This implies that the blood type of Batman is AB positive, or that, uh, or that the Joker's blood type is O negative. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Something like sixty to seventy percent of the world is is O. I'm I'm also O. All right. Last mm, question. What do you common. What do you think his uh, internet password is? His login info. Alfred sucks. Obviously, <laughs> Martha. Martha, yes. Well, it is It is revealed in Lego Batman that it's Iron Man sucks. Oh, shit, oh, yeah. dude. Oh, my God. I'm trying to stump you here, but fucking hell. Wow. That's incredible. All right. Iron Man can't does The man who knows too much about Batman. Like, and that is, that is amazing. the episode. That's amazing. For sure. Do they ever right. say we'll anything do... about political leanings? They probably stay away from that just to not divide their fan base. Uh, He's probably an older school they, libertarian. They would. That's what I, I was uh, thinking that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go into it with the next Batman episode <laughs> that we'll cover, which is Cataclysm and Aftershock, which involves Bruce Wayne going to Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. 
Thanks for listening, everyone. You can follow us on social media at Superhero Stuff Pod on Instagram, as well as on Twitter at Superhouse Pod. Uh, wanted to shout out to a couple of our YouTube subscribers who have been commenting. One of them is Burtonverse, who commented on our Batman 89 in-depth review. Thank you very much. As well as Braxton Wages, a new subscriber who asked us on our Batman 5 episode where we covered Batman Unchained where Harley Quinn was going to be the Jack Nicholson Joker's daughter rather than lover because Jack Nicholson's Joker was already dead. Uh, but he asked us, quote, what I'm curious about is, is, is Harley's mother, Alicia. If you guys remember Alicia, Jerry Hall's character mm-hmm. in uh, Batman 89. Uh, I would like to think maybe. <laughs> but I, don't, I don't know if, uh, the thing is, I don't know if he would have been able to have a child with Alicia when she was still with boss Carl Grissom in that movie without Grissom being tipped off about it. And then there wasn't really a lot of time afterwards because it's not like Joker's around terrorizing Gotham for over nine months. So it's presumably, it's presumably whoever his girlfriend was before he met Alicia. Also like to thank Kooky Noms, Matt Herring, Elijah B, Shamrock Balls, and Aaron Willett. Um, and also join the Shasta Army. That's the $1 tier on patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod. And uh, there's all kinds of uh, tiers on there. Uh, most notably is the $5 tier, which gets you our Patreon feed for bonus episodes behind the paywall. And then also please leave us a review in iTunes. That would be great. And also uh, use your uh, phone voice recorder app. Please record us anything at all. And then send that voice recording to our Superhouse Podcast at gmail. Dot com, and we will put that on the show as long as it's not incriminating, <laughs> something like that. And I'm Thunderwolf Drew on Twitter and Instagram. And please check us out on YouTube if you if you haven't already. And uh, that's it for me, Wolfie. Hey, this is Wolfie again. Uh, you can catch me on Instagram at at WolfieCruz as well as at Overly Critical Podcast. Uh, check out our broadcast. Um, Whenever you get a chance, it's some good stuff. We talk about all the great classic cult favorite films. Uh, and also I want to thank Chris DeCrema for his dedication to uh, the superhero stuff pod fandom. He was my first college roommate. Badass dude. Um, we'll jump on that episode for you as soon as we can. Uh, other than that, I think uh, that's it. I'm forgetting if there's anything else. Wolfie signing off. Ben signing off. Signing off. Superhero Stuff You Should Know is part of the Greenlit Podcast Network.